yeah. it's kind of ho- like holding space for the body but not really like pushing like oh you must heal here this one yeah, is yeah. 10 gram of calcium and 20 gram of iron and like just come here no no we are not demanding that of the body like if there's the priority of the body to devote more resources to heal then that's where it will be and that's pretty much what the whole mm. i mean that's my experience of it Hi and welcome to another episode of Shift with Shubra. I'm your host Shubra Benetti and I am a sleep consultant for adults and children. I'm also a baby science program instructor and I'm also a Akashic light healing practitioner. And on today's episode, we will be talking about craniosacral therapy. Craniosacral therapy is one of those body work therapies that is probably not the easiest to probably explain unless you've gone through the therapy modality itself. And today we have Sharon Tan who is going to talk about craniosacral therapy because she is one of the locally trained therapists in Singapore. Sharon began her journey through actually setting up a photography school initially and then she later closed that down to then pursue her passion in the healing modality arts we shall say probably arts but it's an art of its own but basically she went to pursue a passion in the healing modalities after suffering from postnatal depression her cousin basically offered to do emotional freedom techniques on her which is um also known as tapping and she was able to beat the depression without the medication so she went on to learn EFT the emotional freedom technique and matrix reimprinting to help her cope with some daily stress but eventually she started for having some back pain and even upon seeing a physiotherapist she wasn't able to release the back pain itself so she was introduced to see a craniosacral therapist and the craniosacral therapist helped to reboot her system and it was from that therapy session that she gained a very keen interest in craniosacral therapy and then began to train and complete her trainings in it so she is taking courses on craniosacral therapy as well as somato emotional release so that she could determine the root cause for where this pain was stemming from and her niche and her interest has always been about chronic pains that arise from possibly childhood and emotional trauma sharon lo- tends to look at the human body as a whole system meaning that she looks at the emotional and mental states that basically affect the physical well-being of the person pain is not our enemy is her philosophy it is our friend because it has one job and its job is to send a message to our body into looking for what it craves for us to know essentially that's the philosophy that she operates so basically pain in your body is trying to send a signal or send a message to you about what it's craving for and she chooses her vocation to find out what it is to help you discover it so that you may attend to it and then release the physical manifestation of the pain so by tuning into our body we'll learn a little bit more about how to release the physical pains that have manifested and i am very excited for you to meet sharon 
and for tuning into this episode. If you have ideas for future episodes, please do write into us. And if you like the content of today's episode, please like, share, subscribe to our channel, press the little bell button for updates on latest releases of episodes. We drop a new episode every Monday on YouTube and our subsequent streaming platforms. The audio are also dropped around the same day on Monday. So please do subscribe and share this episode with anyone you think that might benefit from the content and i hope you enjoy today's thank you so much for tuning in we can just go into that what is your journey let's go into it okay <laughs> i had postnatal depression and then i also had like tons of like back pain recurring back pain so like the postnatal depression really got me exposed to my first modality which is emotional freedom technique with like tapping is it the tapping yeah mm-hmm. yes, yes so using that to help calm myself down so i actually it actually helped my depression without me taking medication oh, and wow. i was it really blew my mind so mm. yeah it got me into this journey of like exploring alternative therapies and then eventually i saw a, like a, this is a separate thing like my emotional health was like okay managing and then i had physiotherapy for my recurring back pain and it was always always coming back the same issue like no matter right. what exercises i do at home or i try to go for a walk or yoga to stretch nothing helped so she suggested i try craniosacral therapy and at that time i was like what is that yeah 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 and yeah i think like for one year she tried to convince me to go so eventually i went and the first session there i just fell asleep right and so i mean it, it is a it, it is a hard um modality to explain and yes. pronounce so it's like so so that's what she said like she, oh you go there and just reboot your system because your body is so like tense and like all the habits are all in this place that is not budging like no matter what i do and no matter what you try to do it's not moving so then i went to see the cranial lady and then yeah i fell asleep really mm. really deep sleep and it's not something i'm used to i mean like having a baby for yeah. the first two years you hardly get much like sleep or deep sleep right so it really helped that like, having that pocket of time to rest and then eventually one day she told me oh i'm sensing you have some emotions trapped in your intestine and i'm like what what mm. yeah <laughs> so so then okay she said okay yeah my mentor is coming to town would you like to try so I didn't really want to because she was quite costly coming mm. from New Zealand and with all that uh, fees. But I forgot what was it that made me like realize, okay, I, I think I need to see this lady. I think I had kind of like a near meltdown one day. Right. right. Can't remember the reason. But anyway, so I decided to go. And mm. then I went. And for that whole hour on the massage table, I was just um shaking a lot like i had a lot of pins and needles in my body like in places i have never felt before usually right. we get pins and needles in our limbs right but mm-hmm. i had it like in my nostril my lips my earlobes like eyelids it's, it's really very shocking for me mm. but at the same time it was very cathartic as well like i explored yeah. some of my traumatic childhood memories and then but together with cranial, she actually used that technique to like calm myself down. So I actually felt safe to explore some of these memories. And at the end of the session, my whole abdomen was so soft. And I was like in shock. I was standing there in the toilet for like, a, I think a good 10-15 minutes. I just, oh my god, what's that? How come my abdomen is so soft? Because 
every time I went for massage, they always say, do you have like a growth in your abdomen or something? Why is it so hard? Like usually wow. people has very yeah. soft middle, right? And and I know it's fast. Like, I mean, I just gave birth. It's, there's a lot of loose skin, but why is it still so hard? But mm. yeah, so it was a very like huge... Unconsciously that your muscles were tense and you didn't yeah. know why. Yeah, mm, okay. Yeah. So I think that opened like the door wide open for me to like, oh, look at this. You know, there's another way in to access emotions in a way that is safe for the body to feel safe and calm. And then after that, like, you know, all the physiotherapy and all this, it started progressing again. Mm. So I felt like it kind of unlocked and changed some neural program in me that mm. now I'm open to change. Now I don't have to keep holding all the tension and refusing to let go. So that was pretty much like how my journey has been. So um, then what if you could break down what is cranial sacral? Because cranial obviously means cranium, like the brain, the head, or the head, and then sacral being the lower part of the spine where the sacral sacrum is yes yeah which is where the uh, for people who don't know where sacrum is it's basically where your pelvis your hips sort of at the back go together and your sacrum is sitting at the back Mm, that triangle part so can you explain what it is because obviously it has something to do with the head and the and the sacrum but yeah so it's literally head to toe of the Mm. spine well cranial sacrum like you say is like the head bone and then the like the tailbone where it is and it's actually the whole nervous system the the physical hardware of that nervous system and for us what we do is actually we access what we call the cranial sacral system okay <laughs> to put it really simply it's how our brain you know it produces fluid mm-hmm. and then it travels down the spine the spinal mm-hmm. cord and then mm-hmm. it goes down and then it provides nutrients and information into the nerve sending messages and all that so that fluid so it goes from the head all the way down and then it goes up again. Hmm. So as it goes this way, the body actually has certain moving patterns okay. which creates this rhythm. So this rhythm is different from our breathing rhythm, from our heart rhythm. Okay. Yeah. So this is what we sense. And in cranial sacral therapy, we sense the balance, the symmetry, the whole quality of that rhythm in a person's body. And then we see where there might be some tension stuck in the body. We usually call this a restriction. Mm. And then we will go there and gently put our hands over the area, kind of telling the body, the brain, like, hey, you know, this is an area of restriction. Can you please send your whatever you need for recovery, nutrients, nerves, some support here while I'm here, you know, I'm here observing and I'm here to support you. So then the body starts doing the healing on its own. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's a bit physical, but it's a little <laughs> bit esoteric because we're talking about, it energy. kind of feels like energy. Yeah, We're talking about energy right? a lot more than, I mean, we're talking about physical because obviously, for example, if you, mm. if someone's having tension, like in your case, right? Or, or when I came to see you, I had physical tension in this part of my body. You had it in your back and then I had it in the upper thoracic, yeah. sort of like yes. middle back. So the, it starts with locating the pain, right? On the physical mm. sense. And yes. then when you sense, you're sensing with your you're sensing with your in your hands, but you're sensing it with your senses. Yes. In a way like in the sense of like you're sensing the energy, like if it's a strong energy or a light energy or some sort of are you phys- are you is that what you're sensing? If people may not understand sensing, mm. right? How can we explain it to them? Okay. So if let's say we just close our eyes and then we just breathe, mm. we can sense 
like the ribs opening, right? Like how our body moves. Yeah. So that's that's sensing. Mm. That's just one way of sensing that like we are sensing a physical movement. Then yeah. we have all, we have five senses. Mm. We have the smell. We have the touch. So for me, when I put my hands over there, I'm I'm really sensing like not just the rhythm, but also whether there's heat given off in that area because mm. it's a sign of release mm. of that tension there. Yeah. So it can be very physical. It can also go like esoteric, like you said, because. I mean, we are all energy, right? And mm. sometimes I kind of explain this to my clients, like how we actually store emotions in our body, or we yeah, store yeah. certain energy in our body. Because I mean, when you're angry, this is what you do, mm. right? You clench your jaw. If you're stressed, you always go this way. When you're working and you're always doing this, and over time, people say, "Yes, yes, I'm starting to get wrinkles." Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But why? Mm. Because the muscles here are like tightening, right?、Mm. So over time, the body f- forgot how to relax this mm. area. Mm. We forgot how to relax our jaw. We forgot how to unclench our hands. So when we sleep, we sleep like this, and when we wake up, we wake up like this.、Mm. And then we go like, "Hey, Sharon, I cannot sleep well at night." And I'll be like, "Why? I'm always having this pain, that pain, and I cannot sleep well." But that's because you sleep like this,、mm. right? So this is how we store. Tension, how we store energy, how we store emotions in our body, like physically. Yeah. And my job is to actually go in. I always like to use the physio cell work to reboot the system, kind of reteaching the body, like, hey, it's okay to rest. It's okay to relax now, because we always have a cycle. Like you know, if we want to work, we are activated. But if、mm-hmm. we need to deactivate when we rest and. People with chronic stress, they're always like this, right? They cannot really rest. Their body can no longer go like, okay, let's shut down. So some of them, when they sleep, they jerk awake, like in the middle of the night. Yeah. Or they just don't go into that very, very deep sleep. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So in the sleep side of things, is that if you are tensing muscles, right? The brain is obviously having to send a signal to a muscle to tense. So if it's sending signals there. It can't actually because you need to go into a much more relaxed state of muscles to go、yeah. into deep sleep, so that your brain is not telling a muscle, "Oh, you need to hold on, you need to relax." It can focus on just going into deep sleep and not actually tell a muscle because you need to tense. And of course, there's different systems. Like we're talking about different minerals that are affecting it, right? So calcium will, amongst a lot of things, it, it tenses your muscles. Magnesium will basically do the relaxing, so it balances each other that、yeah. way. For a lot of people, a lot of the anxiety also sits in their jaw. Because they're clenching their teeth when they're sleeping, so then their entire face going like、mm. this because they're so oh I need to do that and then I need to do that and then I need to do that and when I want to do this and I'm going to yeah and they just cannot shut down they、yeah. can't shut down yeah, yeah. so yeah. if the brain is focusing on tensing here and pushing all those thoughts then yeah on the sleep side you're not going to be and、sleeping. there's also the other way like we think that the brain controls everything、mm. like okay now my brain is happy so I'm smiling yeah yeah, yeah. actually the other way around is it works too like how you know sometimes the If you read like some personal development, they say, okay, if you smile, you're actually tricking your brain to think that you are happy, and then you actually alter your inner state that way.、Mm-hmm. And I see it more often for like when we are in this very tense state, right? Actually, we are not feeling tense now, but because、mm-hmm. physically we are doing this, it sends the signal to the brain like, hey, I'm tensing up. So the、mm-hmm. brain gets ready, and then the anxiety comes. So it's a vicious loop, you know. Like it's always never ending. The body is always on alert. Yeah, and then we get burnout, we get chronic pain, we get like diseases happening, and end of the day, it's all because we forgot how to relax. 
Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we can then talk about who can use, obviously you talk about rebooting the system. What can craniosacral help with? I'm sure there's a very long list, but can you just yes. name, <laughs> can you just name, I mean, obviously name the ones that you probably work with because you work with reading your profile as well, that you like to focus on physical pain that has mm-hmm. probably manifested from emotional, emotional yes. trauma. And I think on one side, we need to obviously talk about that. Like, how does that work? But maybe first let's talk about all the different ways that craniosacral has helped people so that people know, oh, if I have this, then maybe I can consider seeing okay. someone. Mm. I will say for myself, I have seen mostly people with chronic pain and some of them have like autoimmune disease, like some connective tissue disorder. And then people with fibromyalgia, andromyosis, a lot of like female gynecological issues. And then I also have like tinnitus is another common mm. one. For tinnitus, it's very mixed results. So because the cause is unknown, there's no cure for it. And there are people like there's a huge group of people in UK who has seen like really good results with CSC, but then there are also people who have not. So I am helping a few people with that. And mm. I'm still in my very small sample pool, I'm still waiting to see how it works out for them. And then I have also seen a few babies with tongue ties. Mm-hmm. And sadly, I mean, because the parents didn't know about CST before they went for the SNP, so they yep. actually cut off the tongue tie. But I mean, I'm glad that at least, you know, they, they enlisted the help of CST to help the baby's rehabilitation at the end of the surgery. So what it does is actually it can help relax the muscles, the facial nerves and all that in the mouth so mm. that the baby can develop better, like maybe suckling motion and all this. I mean, I feel like at least help the baby do this and achieve these milestones before looking at surgical alternatives. Of course, there are the users of that. But I always hope that instead of CST being the last resort, how about surgery is the last resort? Mm. I mean, this is a very personal opinion, of course. Yeah. And some of them with migraines, like really huge migraines or TMJ, jaw pain. Mm. I have one really amazing, like I'm mind blown myself. She saw me one time. But she's someone who has done a lot of work on herself. So she had TMJ issue and she said she has been having this pain in the jaw for the past 10 years and always have to resort to Botox to mm. numb the nerves in that area. If not, she cannot eat. She cannot talk. Wow. And it was an emotional thing. So she released like years of being suppressed in terms of like expressing herself as a girl, being looked down upon by her family. They are very traditional Chinese family who just feels that believe strongly that girls are seen not to be heard and you cannot be successful. Mm, so she, so she has to do yeah. a lot of work to push past that. And during that one session, she was okay. Like three days mm. later, the pain went away. Everything was fine. So I was mind blown. Like actually, that was what her body needed to express. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And okay. Yeah. I mean, like the list can go on, but these are some of the issues that I have seen so far and very honored to be part of their journeys. Yeah, and I think that the thing is that what you've also covered is that it's not limited to an age, right? It's not limited to, you can work with babies, you can work with adults, you can work with pregnant women, because it's that gentle of a modality, that it's non-invasive in a sense. It's not like you're putting your fingers in someone else's, you know, I don't know, nostrils or (laughs) ears or something. (laughs) But it's just literally like you're just touching. It's almost 
Would you say it's almost similar to Reiki if people have heard of Reiki because you are touching mm, the body? This is one of the common questions I get. From mm. the outside, it looks like Reiki. Yeah. And I mean, it's just placing hands on top of the body, but no one can really see what's happening in the body, right? So for, yeah. for Reiki, I have received Reiki before and I, from what I understood, it was the Reiki master being the conduit for the universal energy to come through and then enters the patient's body to help with healing. For me, I am not a conduit for any energy. I'm not giving energy to the body. I am just there to facilitate the healing that happens within the client's body by the client's natural healing ability. Mm. Yeah. So you're not even... Because I think, yes, if people have... Because I will be talking about Reiki at some point on this podcast and I'll be having a, a Jinshin Jitsu as well topic. And like CST, like cranial sacral therapy and Reiki and Jinshin, you have a lot of physical touch, right? So with Reiki, as you said, it's a conduit where, you know, the universal energy life force goes through the person and they become like the funnel essentially for it to come out. With Jinshin, you're connecting the energy pathways of the body. And I guess the, the very difference here is that you're not necessarily doing either you're just almost like your hands are just sitting there as it basically to tell them here's the location this is where you want to focus on mm-hmm. and that's all you're kind of telling you're just telling mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. is that am i getting this correct i'm just saying that hey i'm here yeah here. this is where i am this is why it needs attention yeah. it's kind of like holding space for the body but not really like pushing like oh you must heal here this one yeah, needs yeah. 10 gram of calcium and 20 gram of iron and like just come here no no we are not demanding that of the body like if if that's the priority of the body to devote more resources to heal then that's where it will be and that's pretty much what the whole mm. i mean that's my experience of it yeah uh, you know and how it's so palatable to me and it's just so simple mm. you know, not a lot of like thinking i need to do But in in the session as well, like besides just holding and then holding space for the person, what other, because you you did some stuff with me where we talked about some stuff. So is that part of CST as well? It's an extension of CST then. It's called Somato Emotional Release. Okay. So Somato, Mm. Somato is another like way to say somatic, which means body and emotional is emotion. So we, like I said, you know, like the body trap some emotions and then it just kind of like gets stuck then over time it may blow up like for many people you know like how ptsd can blow up like 20 years later it can blow up like someone maybe started running down the street naked in that way like a psychotic break or it can blow up internally and then present itself as some kind of disease that is really different really odd for someone who is healthy like i have a client who don't smoke don't drink and she has like this autoimmune disease that i cannot even pronounce it's so long basically it's just your body attacking itself and and she's suffering so much and then you know like it's so hard for her to get pregnant it's so hard for her to get on with her life Uh, she needs a lot of support in that sense because you know like then it drains the energy of her family members supporting her it can get very emotional so it's all like blowing up and when we explore you know like her background and all that there's a lot of childhood trauma there's a lot of pressure from doing well there's a lot of stress 
even as a kid, mm-hmm. as a five-year-old kid needing to be number one in ballet, number one in swimming, number one in kindergarten, you know, yeah, it, it yeah. all adds up over the years. And so I can see like the progression of how actually all these conditions, it didn't just happen now. She mm-hmm. said, okay, it started like two years ago, but did it really started then or did it just surface then? Mm. So this is one of the way that I look at how this whole somato emotional release is about like during the session as I dialogue, I trace that symptom or that root back to when it when it happened and usually it's childhood, you know, during mm. our formative years, we absorb a lot of things, we don't filter them and then they get stuck. Maybe it's just a form of like, I'm not good enough, which is very, very common. Yep. And then for some people, say for myself as a kid, I don't sleep well. So this was the thing that came up during the session with that lady, the one with mm. the pins and needles. So it was because I couldn't sleep well, I couldn't go into deep sleep. And it's not just because I have a baby. Because people with babies, they sleep well for four hours and they wake up and then they feed, right? So, But for me, it's been a lifelong thing since mm. young. And turns out there were a lot of fighting in the house when I was young. And as a child, I have no idea what's going on. It makes me feel anxious. Mm. And I carry that anxiety throughout my life. Yeah, And having my own baby, actually, in a way, it triggers this mechanism again and it amplified it. So I'm feeling it more. Yeah, and so I struggled with like motherhood early on because of that connection as a child. Mm. Yeah. That's really, really interesting. Yeah, Yeah, because I think I would really like to go more into this because I think, so with the somatic emotional release, and I think that's a topic that I'd really like to cover because when we're sitting in COVID times, forget when we're even with childhood is obviously where a lot of these things were stemming from. And I think, I don't really know where this thought is wanting to go, but it's wanting to go somewhere. (laughs) Bear with me. Let's go there. But I think with a lot of people in COVID, right, of course, we're all in this mode that we're like, you know, we just have to kind of, you know, get things going, just get things done. We don't really have time to sit in and mull over things because we're just being thrown, you know, hand grenades. <laughs> You're just yes. thrown survival mode, right? Like hand grenades any other time just going at us. And we're just like, okay, dodge here, dodge there. And we'll make it work because we've got no time to really process because the moment we start processing, obviously, I think fear starts to creep up. Like, when is this going to end? When is the semblance of a normal reality whatever we were understood as a normal reality will come back and I guess unknowingly many of us might be trapping a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear and and a lot of these negative emotions are going to get trapped somewhere in our body and Mm -hmm. is there I guess my question is is there anything that we can do to prevent some of this could we do a little bit of somatic emotional release already on our own or CST on our own Mm. Or is it better to see someone to do it? Is there anything that we can do on our own already? I feel most people are not like able to hold space for themselves. They are not able to sit with their feelings without being annoyed, frustrated, or angry at themselves. Like for someone, yeah. if you tell them, oh, let's just sit with your feelings, they'll be like, what is that? What does sit? Yeah. Like sit you with know, your feelings. Yes, exactly. And don't you think that starts from childhood? Because a lot of the times when we were kids, Parents yeah. never really allowed us to express our feelings. Yes. If it was like yes. we're crying, they automatically stop want crying. us to stop crying. Yes, yeah. stop crying. Yeah. Look away. That's enough. You know, oh, People look at this, at look you. at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. And yes. that's a problem because then like you may have stopped the action, but the feeling hasn't gone away yes. and it's just gotten trapped. Yes, sorry, go on. We learned that our feelings are not important. Our feelings are secondary to our achievement in school 
are, are secondary to the praises we get from parents, like the good jobs. Yeah. And if they don't come, then it means that something is wrong with us. Yes. So something I'm is wrong worthy. with our feelings. Yes. So, so many of us, especially for my clients, I have to kind of uh, retrain them to be with their feelings because end of the day, if you just think back as a child, wouldn't you want someone to acknowledge your feelings? Wouldn't you? Oh, so you're feeling sad. Okay. Yeah, you lost your toy and it's, it's natural to feel sad. I mean, come on, we lose mm. our phone and we can have bad mood for like three days. Yes. yes. What are we expecting our children to do? Yes. Yeah, and, yeah and, losing your phone. Let's say your phone just died, right? No battery. Like, yeah, ah, yeah. Where's the charger? I don't know where the charger. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Ah, I should have charged it. Ah, like, just yeah, losing yeah. battery. Like. Yeah, and we are adults. We're yes. supposed to know how to handle, but we don't. And here we are we're expecting a child to be able to regulate his emotions. Yeah, It's just so weird. And I have to learn to do it for myself. I mm. used to ignore my feelings. I always suppress my emotions. That's how I was brought up and that's how I learned to be functional. Mm. I always thought it's wrong for me to be emotional. And then as I got into this world, I realized, hey, you know, being emotional, being sensitive is very helpful for me because I know exactly why I'm feeling this way. And I just need to go inwards and go like, okay, Sharon, what's going on? So during COVID, I was very anxious. I think mm. for the first two weeks, I was just so anxious. I cannot do anything. Occasionally crying because yeah, so much same. Yeah. I fear for myself. I fear for my child. Like, what's mm. going to happen? Yeah. And then I found time. Like Sometimes I tell my husband, I cannot do this. I need to hide in the room and then just do some breathing and just go inwards. Like, okay, Sharon, what's going on? Like, Why are you so agitated? Why are you so frustrated? And why are you like lashing out on your child? And I realized because of all this fear and anxiety inside, there's no outlet because I have no time to look inwards. Yes. And when I gave myself that time and just breathe and go like, okay, what am I feeling? Okay, I'm anxious. Okay, so what is this anxiety about? Oh, because mm. of all this uncertainty. Okay. And is there anything I can do about this uncertainty? No, because it's outside of my control. Okay, so what is something I can do right now? Mm. And I'll go like, okay, maybe drink some water, I cannot get out of the house, but maybe I can drink some like nourishing tea, like herbal tea or like do something nice for myself. Like maybe spend half an hour in the bathroom doing body scrubs, you know, some spa treatment. I usually spend like 10 minutes, but yeah. yeah. So how do I support myself in a way that I feel nourished, caring, loving, and give myself that first, give myself permission to feel, to also fill up my cup yeah. before I pour from my cup give love to someone else, to my family, to my friends. So that's one thing I do for myself. And I realize it's very difficult for many people. Yes. Like if, when I talk to my friends, they go like, hey, Sharon, I'm so anxious. You know, this whole thing is making me so stressed out. Can you help me? And I go, okay, let's, let's sit here with your feelings for a while. You know, just close your eyes and breathe and go like, I cannot feel anything. I cannot feel yeah. anything. I cannot feel anything. And then I have to force them in a way. Is it you cannot feel or you don't want to feel? Mm. And then that's when yeah. they go, yeah, actually, yeah. I don't want to feel because it's scary. Yeah. It's scary to feel sad. It's scary to feel fear. Mm. And it's because all of us, we, we were not taught how to do that. And actually, when we can go there, I realize a lot of them, they don't need a lot of time. Like, you can be anxious the whole day or you can sit there for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes and sitting with that feeling for 20 minutes, it can feel like an eternity. Yes. In terms of time spent, you actually spend less time. Yes. Right? And after the anxiety moves through your body, maybe you cry, maybe maybe you shake, 
maybe after that you felt very tired, you need a nap, and after that it's okay. So mm. emotions is always sometimes they call it like energy in motion, right? Like it needs to move, and once it moves through, then we release it. Like naturally, we we are able to release emotions that way. Mm. It's just that we have shut it down. We refuse to sit with it. We refuse to acknowledge it. That that makes it so difficult. Yeah. Is yeah. there something that because obviously CST is better to do with a practitioner, right? So there's yeah. not much a CST that we can give as a takeaway for mm-hmm. people listening mm-hmm. or watching today's episode. Yeah. Perhaps we could break down a very simple method of people sitting with their emotions, and then, like for example, what you did with me, could we give them something like that? You think? Where I'm open to do one with you now <laughs> as a demo. <laughs> Okay. We don't have to go like deep. We just sense what our body is saying and then we just breathe. So I would mm. say it's more like a breathing exercise. There's no like digging of emotions or stories. We don't need that. We just sit with that anxiety and then we just observe how it is. And then we just breathe. Mm-hmm. The breathing is important here. I will try not to because you know me. I'll just go deep like straight away. So mm, I don't want to scare anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ken, ready. Mm. Okay, let's just close your eyes mm-hmm. and take a big, feel deep breath. And as you breathe in, observe where any of this anxiety might be located in your body. So for me, I'm sensing it in my chest. I've got two locations. One is to the left side of my chest and also the solar plexus. Okay. And we are just going to continue breathing and observing. So for those in the audience who will be like, oh, what what do you mean? Where is it in my body? If you cannot feel anything, it's okay. Right, we're just going to repeat, it's okay. Mm. So breathe and observe how your body is expanding or relaxing or like, is there any tension in the body? And where there's tension, there, there might be that emotion, you know, the anxiety or fear. And I like to guide my clients with some imagery. So like, how would you describe that feeling you have in your left chest. Does it have a color? Mm, yeah, it's coming up as black. Mm-hmm. And does it have a shape? Yeah, it looks kind of like a splat, like as if a, you know, you throw paint. Like ink block, okay. Yeah, like and ink blocked, yeah. Then what you say is like fluid, texture-wise? It seems very static, so it's not really uh sorry, is it the opposite of static? Whatever, it's not moving. Okay. And how big is it? Like out of ten, ten being as big as you can imagine. The number five is coming up. Okay. So we are going to I mean for simplicity's sake, I'm just going to focus on this one instead of mm-hmm. the one at solar plexus. And mm-hmm. just continue breathing. And just observing this flat in front of you the key here is no agenda 
there's no need to fix this. It's not a problem. It's just something that showed up and we are just going to look at it like we watch TV. With curiosity, with no judgment, and as you breathe, sense again if there's any change in this left side of your chest. What's that? Getting it's getting lesser. Okay. So where somato emotional release may come in is when we start dialoguing. So mm. I wouldn't dialogue with you now, but you can do it on your own. Like, okay, what message do you have for me? Yeah, so I did an internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I think just for audience sake, mm -hmm. the dialogue doesn't have to be something that you actually hear or yeah. If it feels like it's your imagination talking to you, then that's fine. That's totally okay, right? Mhm. Mm yeah, in my imaginary dialogue with the splat. The splat basically told me, basically kind of said that, you know, you have this tendency to think that you need me to stay around to give you like not some sense of purpose but some sort of like explanation for things mm. but i don't actually need to be around mm. so if you you know if you're willing to let me go then i'll go and nothing it doesn't mean that you're you know that you you don't have an explanation anymore you just don't need me to be around to be the mm. explanation anymore and so when that happens to let it go yeah, so now it's sort of like, it's a little bit more translucent. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a lot lighter. It's almost to the point of, you know, sort of like when someone's disappearing, if you see it in movies, like parts uh -huh. of them have started disappearing. Uh -huh. So some of it is faded. Okay. And a lot of it is lighter and it's the shape is not really there anymore. So it's, it's kind of gently going away. Mm, like fading, right? Hmm. And so this is something we can do for ourselves as we breathe into that space, that tension that you may feel in your body. Have a dialogue. It may seem weird like talking to yourself. Mm. Just go with it, you know, like children does it all the time and it's all not weird the for them yeah. all the time. So just dialogue with yourself. The first thought that comes in is usually the best thought. That's mm. the one that's true. That's the one that is real. Even though you feel like, oh, am I imagining it? And then you started like analyzing it, then it becomes unreal. So you go with it and then you breathe some more and you observe some more and see if it changed. Because this is the message that this part of the body wants to tell us. Mm. And as we learn to do this more and more, we learn to access our body's wisdom and we can start to learn to feel safe in our body. And that's when we can learn to be resilient, like in times of uncertainty in times of doubt we know that no matter what is happening outside our body is the sanctuary for us we can feel safe inside because we are so adaptable we are so resourceful hmm. and we need to learn to lean into ourselves, into our inner wisdom how's that split <laughs> well it, it's kind of gone okay hmm How's this for a demo? It's a good demo. <laughs> <laughs> and then people, if you're still closing your eyes, you can open them up whenever you're ready. But yes, okay. I'm going to open them up if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Once I know. It's gone, it's gone. 
Yeah, once it's gone, it's gone. It's and, and I think that's the other thing is that your body's actually really intelligent. People just sort of think about the body as just just this shell that we just move and move and operate in the world with. And it's it's really just the brain that's more important and the most intelligent part of the body. But actually, your entire body works together. The brain works with the, yeah. body, the body, works with the brain. Each one basically keeps the other alive. So it's not separate things. Obviously, as human beings, we've had to dissect things because it's easier to then understand, understand things in parts. But it doesn't mean that just because we've understood them in parts that they don't actually work together as a whole. So yeah, yeah your body's super intelligent. That feels like it's just like air now. It's so interesting. Um, I'm getting a little <laughs> bit of like, I don't know. It's like little energy. It's like your pins and needles, but it's not pins and needles for me. It's like floaty energy dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing energy. So that's the kind of sensation that I got. When I did the session with you, for example, I just felt like the entire lower section of the body from like the rib cage down basically was just as if there was just air, like floating air. Like I didn't feel the density of my body anymore. And that was really interesting that how that was releasing all of that. And that's the other thing, like if you think about it, people who are listening and watching is that when you think of happy energy, like you tend to feel lighter. And obviously when you have negative energies, you will feel denser and mm-hmm. you will feel heavier because that is the frequencies of those energies. So it sounds all woo woo. And it also sounds a bit like, I don't know what this means and I don't know how to deal with it. And that's fine. You just take your time with it and, you know, go see people like Sharon who can guide you a lot better into it and help you release some bigger stuff. If you think that you need to release some bigger stuff because, you know, the body whether it's autoimmune or chronic pain or things that we're born with, a lot of these things are, I think, it's coming up a lot more in research, which is hard to research these kind of things as well because it's Mm -hmm. very difficult to pinpoint it medically in the 3D. But a lot of it is coming from subconscious belief patterning and it's coming from things that we were exposed to that we may not have conscious memory of and it just gets stored there in the body as energy and denseness and then manifests into something physical so if any of you out there are looking into it i really really highly recommend seeing sharon sharon i think in terms of just like a final wrap-up question for example maybe to say it's just like what are you what do you what what's the shift that you want to create in the world i can't get words now out because i'm just so like (laughs) we what is the shift that you want to create in the world with your work Sharon? Well, because of my journey, I feel more passionate in helping women find their voices and be empowered to make an impact in the world. Many of us, actually, we want to do that, but we just believe that we cannot, believe that we have no ability to, but actually we can. And I I see myself as a guide on the side to help empower these women to become even better, to thrive, to get past their inner demons and, yeah, and make the whole world a more nurturing, more loving, more caring and a kinder place. That's, mm. that's my wish. Wonderful. All right. Well, on yeah. that wonderful, wonderful note, thank you so much for joining us on Shift with Shubra. And thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.